Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Uh, Hello, just before we start the uh, episode, I would like to make the announcement that we've got two new podcasts joining Modern Superior. Uh, they are called Where Monsters Dwell, which is a uh, comic book and pop culture podcast, yeah. which I've listened to some of, and it is fantastic. Awesome show. Really exciting. Really great. Uh, there is another one called Listen to Jimmy with host uh, Jimmy Palmiotti. Uh, it is also really great. I haven't uh, had a chance to check out that much of it yet, but, uh, but what I've heard is fantastic. Uh, they are also um, featured on many uh, radio stations such as a CJSF 90.1 FM, uh, LU Radio 102.7 FM, The X 92.5 FM, uh, CKDU 88.1 FM, uh, 107.3 FM, which is St. John, New Brunswick, uh, UMFM 101.5 FM. And the Point Radio at getthepointradio.com. So you yeah. can check them out on those. On the uh, actual radio. On the actual yeah. real time radio. Yeah. Tune in, your Sony Walkman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But radio is not a dead media. <laughs> yeah. yet, you if, you, if you have one of those, uh, one of those like headphone things that were just a standalone radio, like oh, I no. had. Do you remember those? Did you have one, one of those? One of those. Yeah. For some reason, when I think about those, I think about them being for like the shower. <laughs> like one of those shower radios. Because I you're don't really know why. De- because you're really depressed because all of radio technology mm. I think, yeah should end up in the shower yeah. i don't know there's like home video footage of me like on christmas walking around being like yeah listen to the radio <laughs> thing on my head really nobody looked good in the uh, in those things can nobody. i get that footage yes yeah. all, all right so so yes we're very very happy to have those two new shows yeah. aboard. welcome aboard fellas it's gonna be a fucking crazy ride <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know what you have in store for them uh, <laughs> but crazy ride. It's going to be, it's awesome. We're super excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. And now, here's the latest episode of See You Next Wednesday. Or, or, I will just say, um, <laughs> here's the latest podcast. <laughs> yeah. Good. Hello, just before we get to episode 62 of See You Next Wednesday, we're going to do another quick ad for Secret Screening Room, a film screening event that we've told you about a bunch of times. The next one and the final one is on May 7th at Camera Bar on Queen Street West, just at Queen and Ossington. You're going to want to come to this at 8.30. We're going to be there. This is the last one. It's free. What else? It's going to be a movie that Taylor Wyatt picks himself. Yeah. And we're all going to get fucking drunk. We're going to drink some beers. <laughs> we're going to shed some tears. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah. There's going to be some hugging. Yeah, mm. absolutely. So you're going to want to come to that. We're all hugging now. We're all hugging now. <laughs> yeah. We're going to do the whole episode. Getting weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, May 7th, Tuesday, Queen Street, Queen and Ossington, Camera Bar. It's going to be awesome. Please come out. It's free. And now we will get to the episode. See ya. You're a good hugger, Dan. <laughs> hey, Dan, is that a lighter in your pocket or is it your dick? <laughs> Boner. <laughs> It's my lighter that's shaped like a dick. Oh, it's your dick lighter. <laughs> Hello, welcome to episode 62 of See You Next Wednesday, a weekly pop culture and film podcast where a single die roll decides what movies we have to see. This episode is dropping on May 1st, 2013, and my name is Dan Gorman. The Crane family is no stranger to hard work. I'll have you know, when my ancestors first came to this country, they had nothing but strong backs, a dream of freedom, and a small personal fortune. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Casey Lyons, and I'm the Michael Jordan of throwing Vicodin everywhere. <laughs> I'm Greg Legro. I know, it's k again coming to kill me! Wow! Yeah. How did we miss that one <laughs> for 62 know. episodes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is a good one. Uh, Oh, we got uh, film roulette, hero swap, a bit of um, a bit of prison break corner coming up. Uh, it's gonna be good. You're gonna want to listen. How are you guys doing? Oh, you know. I feel like I don't ask you that enough. Uh, you don't. No, I feel no. like I notice it every time. Yeah, I'm just rushing. And oh, what did you see? What did you uh, listen what to? You, I'm grabbing you by the collar. What did you see? <laughs> Tell me. I guess now that we're hugging, yeah. <laughs> things have gotten a lot more tender. <laughs> yeah. Feeling good? Feeling well, great? No, I'm not. I no? don't feel good today. Aww. I'm tired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my tummy's upset. Oh. Oh, yeah. your little tummy. I'm little tum tums. <laughs> yeah. Oh, buddy. <laughs> your furry little tum tum. Yeah. 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 I didn't get coffee on the way here because uh, I rode my bike. I offered to make a pot of coffee. Uh, but and you it, told you me to offered go like myself. a minute ago, and yeah. then it would be ready in the middle of the episode, and it would screw everything up. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Fair enough. There you um, go. See what happens when you ask what's going on. With yeah. People? Well, <laughs> sorry you feel that way. No good. I feel good. Yeah. I got my uh, what Casey calls my my podcasting T-shirt on. You uh, do. <laughs> got my beet juice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got you got your beet juice and coming the only up, T-shirt Gorman. you own. And you're ready to the go. only T-shirt I own. <laughs> <laughs> One day I wear it. The next day I wear it inside out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you never wash it. So I, inside out or right just side, as worse as just <laughs> other way around. Yeah. Um, so what should we talk about? We were thinking of talking about the um, Fast and Furious yeah, six trailer. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind chatting because we that. yeah, Casey just saw it. Six Fast, Six Furious for the first time. <laughs> Ooh, uh, I, yeah, this trailer, uh, the one you're seeing in theaters, maybe because I saw a trailer yeah. for it before Pain and Gain, but it wasn't the awesome trailer that we have posted on our site right now. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Oh man, I can't Every wait for this movie. Every car in it gets run yeah. over by something, and then Seriously. everybody starts flying around. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, I did not realize that this movie was was gonna have so much superhero like oh man, like supermaning through the air. Yeah. Now this is a franchise that's. I never would have expected to be in its sixth film at this no, point. No, no. Or that I would be excited for that. Or yeah. that it would be in theaters with a budget and big actors in it. I know, and it's only getting bigger, right? I know, like, bigger and bigger. Because the first one, I was just like, what? I did not watch it when it came out. I was mm-hmm. like, fuck that. I'm not into it. I and then they were Tokyo drifting. And yeah. And then it got like I kept on hearing that this new guy took over the franchise. Uh, and it was getting really good. And I was like, really? And I talked to a couple people. I'm like... How do I get up to speed to watch this fifth one that everyone's losing their minds over? And you just you, you watch the first one, 
and then you watch, uh, I think you can skip two and three. Yeah, you can. You watch number one, then number number four, number five, and you'll have a good time because these movies are ridiculous. Yeah. Read, they're so stupid, but they're so They much are fucking fun. dumb. Yeah, 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 yeah. But as far as like big, you know, fun, retarded action, this is almost the best we have in the last Yeah, while. right now I would say Fast Five like was so much fun. Yeah. Uh, it dragged in the middle, but it was just... The opening and the ending and all the action in it was just fucking so fun. Crazy. That, the heist scene with that yeah. bank thing. <laughs> with just, the safe? <laughs> I know. What the There's like, how many fuck? people did they kill? They like rammed this safe through like 100 buildings, 25 cars. Oh, so good. Yeah. Um. I, so, I, yeah, I did watch a trailer for, for the new one. Uh-huh. And uh, I did notice that Vin Diesel, is it just me or does Vin Diesel look like if somebody let most of the air out of the rock? <laughs> <laughs> Like, and, just, and doped him up a bit. He sounds yeah, like, like he I, sounds like I'm he's the, he it. sounds like the Rock is a uh, forty-five record played at thirty-three speed. They're like, okay, buddy, we'll, just, yeah. want these cars we'll get you a car and the cars. banana you asked for. <laughs> oh yeah. God! Yeah. Oh, yeah, it looks like a special film. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna see that one. Maybe I'll have to to do a big marathon of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I saw number two in a drive-in in Peterborough, Ontario, and yeah. I just remember all the fucking idiots afterwards were just like like fucking driving out, peeling out. <laughs> that like, is a bad movie to show yeah. in a drive-in. Yeah, they're idea. all like peeling out with their like cars with little lights underneath them to make it look like they're hovering <laughs> or some shit. It's like go away forever. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Trying to think. Good. Uh. I didn't oh. watch too much. I watched a movie. Uh, yeah. You, let's make this about me, you guys. Shut okay. Um, uh, I watched, uh, I saw Mystery Team. Oh, oh right. I would love to talk about Mystery Team. Uh, what, what did you think of it? Um, so I guess if no one knows, Mystery Team is right. the, uh, the movie that the comedy troupe that Donald Glover from yeah, Community. Derek. Derek uh, Comedy. Derek they, it was like a YouTube is... channel, and then they made this movie on their own, like yeah. independently. Uh, and, and I, when I saw it, I was like, at first off the top, I was like, this is not like the first five or 10 minutes. I was like, there's not, this is not funny. Like there's some really bad gags, Mm -hmm. but the more I watched it, the more I liked it. It's pretty fucking funny. It's fucking great. Yeah. Uh, It's good. And and I know exactly what you mean. Like, like the first five minutes, uh, matches the tone of the rest of the movie. Yeah. You just sort of have to get used to the tone of the Uh movie and they don't really sell it right away. Yeah. Um, and everybody's funny in it. There's lots of little cameos. You know, Matt Walsh shows up, and he's yeah. pretty much, I think, the funniest thing about it, except for Donald Glover. Is it Bobby Moynihan's in there? Bobby Moynihan, yeah. he's really funny. Uh, John Lutz shows up. Yeah. Because uh, this movie was made uh, pretty much funded entirely by Donald Glover. Yeah. Um, and he also did the music. And uh, uh, so, you know, you see a lot of people from, like, 30 Rock. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. .com shows up. Yeah. And uh, uh, John Daly's in there. Um it's it's just great. I mean, it's not the best movie. It's no. not the funniest movie or anything. But the stuff that's funny is fucking is hilarious. Fucking hilarious. Yeah. Uh, like, and DC Pearson and the other guy are pretty funny. Yeah. But if it didn't have Donald Glover, it would be it'd be like, yeah, because <laughs> that guy just that guy kind of sets the tone for the whole movie. Yeah, I I, I like that movie quite a bit. It's f- super funny. Yeah, check that movie out. Yeah. It's not on the Netflix, but you can find it. Through legal yeah. means, <laughs> <laughs> um, I went. I went and watched uh, Terror Vision 
from oh, 1986 sweet. because yeah. it, I saw that it was jumping off Netflix uh, on the first. So today, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, so you missed out mm-hmm. <laughs> on watching Terrorvision. <laughs> I like that movie. Yeah, I like Terrorvision um, too. It's a really fun movie that like. I don't know. It has it's it's all shitty cheesy dialogue and shit, but you can tell yeah. that it was made like on purpose that way and everyone's just <laughs> like Garrett Graham and and uh Diane Franklin from Better Off Dead are just like selling it so cartoon style it's and that there's so much like love for the creature movies too. It's just really fucking fun, man. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. It's a, it's a bit underrated. Yeah. Um, I've never seen it. Maybe I'll have to check it out. And what's his name? John. John Grise. John Grise, yeah, mm-hmm. from uh, Monster Squad and Napoleon Dynamite. Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. Yeah. I pronounce it because he said it that way. Right. <laughs> I no, that, that, I, I've just never heard it pronounced I before. I know, me either. I was I've, worried for a second. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, John Grise. <laughs> <laughs> and again, if anyone remembers, he had uh, the best uh, death in that uh, buddy cop movie yes. we watched. With oh, Billy my God. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> Number one with the uh, bullet. With the the bullet. Right, right. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. Billy D at his finest. Yeah. I don't know about finest. <laughs> We're talking about Billy D. Williams. Buddy. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sliding scale. Uh, what was that movie called? I can't remember. Number one. Number with one with the bullet. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. I wasn't listening to you. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, those are the words we just. Yeah. Yes. Number uh, one with a bullet. Um, oh, super quickly. I also went and saw A Place Beyond the Pines, and that movie's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm I'm dying to see it because a lot of people that I work with were saying like they hated the ending, and that it goes on too long, and that like the first because you I've heard I think you guys said it on the podcast, and some other people have said that it's like kind of like three three distinct yeah. movies almost, and they were like by the time I got to the last one I was like I don't like this anymore. No, see I didn't find it like that at all. No. Uh, and when I when I heard that it was told in three in, in three parts, I thought it was one of those like chapter one, here's mm-hmm. this chapter two. Yeah. Uh, but they do sort of they flow pretty seam- seamlessly together, yeah, yeah. Um, except for one major time jump that is entirely necessary. And yeah. uh, uh, sorry, that is entirely, entirely. necessary. <laughs> um, Not isn't entirely necessary. <laughs> <laughs> just as I was explaining it, I'm like, I don't need to be explaining this. That was a sentence. What is hey, hey, listener, I think you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. Let me say real fucking slow yeah. for you. Hey, assholes, this was for our ESL listeners. Yeah. <laughs> you know somebody out there was like, what does irely mean? I don't fucking... Oh, okay. Repeat after me. Isn't entirely necessary. <laughs> Bien. Mm. Uh, yeah, I really want to see that. It's it's fucking great anyway. So, sorry, I totally interrupted somebody. I don't, I don't think, think you did. You did some bullshit. I don't think you nope. did. Well, no, nope. nope. Even well, if I had my, but now you've made it weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, well, we could always throw uh, to Prison Break Corner. We mm-hmm. can do a little bit of that. Right? It's not really a proper Prison Break. So corner. we should sing half of a theme song. Yeah. Prison Break. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Pretty good. <laughs> I uh yeah, I just I've been very busy this week. I was not able to marathon a whole lot of prison break. I'm, you know, uh, fuck you guys. I'm getting married. I'm busy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh so I watched one episode and it's okay that it was the episode I saw cuz I we're getting ready for the home stretch here cuz I'm I'm at the halfway point in the final season. Okay. So we honestly we've got an ep- uh, you know, uh, a stop or two left at the old prison break corner. So consider, you know, when uh, they do do with a repeat episode during the a season uh, uh, in the season when they're coming up to the big finale. Yeah, this is like that. Okay. Yeah. So I watched an episode, and it just now Billick died. Billick, the guy who used to be the 
prison guard, the yeah. corrupt prison guard, the halfway murderous, like bad fucking dude. But he thinks at the end he sacrifices himself eventually. So now everyone's like, poor Brad, <laughs> poor, poor Brad. Oh, man. Again, with this no consistency to the show. Well, yeah, but don't people turn bad and good arbitrarily? Constantly, constantly. But no one is like, they've been shitting on him for, and and in season three, like literally putting shit all over him (laughs) (laughs) for the whole show until finally they're like, we can't write anymore for this fucking guy. We got to get him the fuck out of here. (laughs) And the stupidest tribute to him, because everyone's thinking back to moments when he was great to them or something like that one flashback that sucre has didn't even happen they made it up for <laughs> it was like a deleted <laughs> scene yeah, like, like we gotta use this at the end of the episode he was like oh wait i was thinking about somebody else <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wanted to yeah. be like an no that was count chocula that was a delicious break <laughs> yeah. i don't know what i was thinking about <laughs> i was thinking that it was billick who made that delicious <laughs> sugary treat he was count chocula never mind <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, but so, and yeah, yeah. everyone's like, oh, Brad. but T-Bag is still pretending to be the salesman so they can still find Scylla that's underneath this office building. And he suddenly has to give a presentation where he's put on the spot. And like, I don't know why they think that this weird guy with the accent and the, and the rubber hand is the best salesman <laughs> in the world, but they're like, of course he is. And now he's got a creepy mustache too. Anyway, so he's got to go in and sell a gate company to these investors and he's and he's in there and he just tells he starts he's screwing it up and then he's like let me tell you about my friend brad and tells this story about the wonderful man brad who was a prison guard and now he's dead and like that's how he sells it's so stupid yeah it's so horribly written and and they, and they keep cutting to everyone in who's in this board meeting listening and they're all like wow <laughs> wow, this guy knew a guy who died. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's give him the account. Let's he buy seems what sad. he has. It's so, and he gets all like preachery too, like oh hallelujah. Huh, it's very, really, really, really weird. So the only thing that has happened as far as moving the story along is they're still trying to figure out how to work the blueprints to get in to get Scylla. And now Scylla, uh, we have been told this whole time that it's the uh, the company's little black book. I don't even know what that means, honestly. Does that is this is Scylla all the people the company used to fuck? Yeah, like? <laughs> they've got it's the Will Smith uh, black book with all the little ratings in it. And stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, all, it's all the siblings the, the president fresh, used yeah. to. Fuck. <laughs> it's the Fresh Prince style. Uh, Man. And the president, that whole thing with the president voting her brother has never come up again. The no. president has never even not come for up you. Again. Maybe I don't even know who's president in this world of prison break anymore. The story didn't come up. comes up in my dreams so um they've gone after this architect guy who they think is the guy behind the blueprint that they have inside the bird book with the magic paper that the australian guy had in the panamanian prison but then teabag took to this office job Mm -hmm. and wiped it with tea and now they have a tea on it right yeah (laughs) it's not just a clever so that's 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 basically (laughs) where we are if you're oh oh, oh. he didn't even put it on the book For the letter, he's just like, my name's Teabag. I put tea on things. <laughs> That's my thing. He's like but wiping duh. it on you. You like, what are you <laughs> doing? I'm Teabag. Shh. The only other thing that's going on is uh, uh, Chubby Michael Schofield is still having his brain problems. Still chubby. Said he's, he's still chubby. <laughs> and he, so he's collapsed now. And they've, uh, they're uh, Sarah's like, I'm taking him to a hospital. And another thing where they're like, because they're all wanted still, like. 
he's Michael Schofield. He was part of the biggest manhunt in uh, North American current history, you know. Right. Wait, so, I thought they let that go. I thought everybody let Well, that no, that's go. why they're doing this. They're taking down the company so for Michael free, Rappaport right, right. so they can be free. So no one can know who they are, and they're still, you know, uh, not free or whatever. And so uh, as she's like, I'm taking him to a hospital. Michael Rappaport's like, oh, uh, make sure you use those fake IDs everyone has. You know, like, this is not going <laughs> to like, right, yeah, we got them right here in our uh, quickly wrote that into the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Make, yeah. make sure you use the fake IDs that have been part of the platform for uh, uh, the whole thing. <laughs> so he, he's at a hospital now being treated for whatever he has his nosebleed time release oh right disease. right he's got uh, he's got 31 year old nosebleed on the cancer thing yeah. from last week no. <laughs> so yeah that's that's basically what's going on we're all feeling sad about brad oh, t-bag is selling things with his rubber hand and putting tea on yep. stuff and uh, stuff. yeah and yeah. i wonder does he ever drink tea or does he just put tea just on, things? on things okay yeah i only saw him wipe a uh, tea on a book i didn't see him yeah. drink it oh he wiped tea on a book he ate part of <laughs> <laughs> oh yep. classic yep. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it though i'm uh yeah this is the home stretch so yeah yep. you're getting there yep. It's very close to the end of this damn thing. I don't know. I'm going to feel kind of a little emptiness in my heart. Yeah, when, for like uh, a minute. And then you'll yeah. be like, whew. Then I'm like, oh, I can watch good TV shows. Yeah. It makes sense. But they're all going to seem a little... T- every show is going to be seem tame to me now. Yeah. It's like, well, they haven't eaten anyone. Yeah. <laughs> no one's taken a shower with Coca-Cola on this yeah. show yet. What <laughs> the know, fuck? No one's been raped by a man named Avocado. <laughs> uh, come on. <laughs> I feel like when this thing ends, you're going to be so distraught, you're just going to start writing fan fiction about yeah, it. Yeah, you're going to write some slash fiction. <laughs> well, see, this is what I, I was thinking that there should have been a fifth season because we've had, the, you know, the in-prison season, the on-the-run season, uh, and on, the on-the-run season was kind of like The Fugitive or something like that, and then we are then we had the crazy Panamanian, yeah. you know, like Escape from New York-style prison. And then it would, now we're in a team yeah. uh, year. I was like, yeah. one more. Where's the Night Rider season? Give Michael a talking car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Picture a man who does not exist. Or no, yeah. no, 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 no. Do family ties. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Growing fans or something. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I would like a Night Rider season of yeah. Michael Schofield. Yeah. Doing good. Spin off, does not maybe. exist. Well, actually, Michael, you're starting to get a little fat. This <laughs> <laughs> condescending talking car. Actually, put, Michael. He keeps putting his groceries in the trunk and it just like ejects them away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You've had enough of this ice cream, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think there's a way they could turn Teabag into a car. Yeah. For Michael. He, he tries to eat a car and then it like John Carpenter Christine's him. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> he eats the. Eats I gotta the drive car. around this Michael Schofield. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he turns on the fan, like tea bags come yeah. in. <laughs> it smells the like tea bag. in here. <laughs> oh man, oh, I do Lord. want that to happen. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, oh, but before I was gonna say before we got to that, um, I forgot to mention. Did you, did you guys see you? Casey said that he didn't see it, the Pacific Rim footage that came no, out of Comic-Con. No, no, I haven't seen it. Okay. No. Homework. Go check yeah. it out. Yeah. Okay. Because um, 
I am so fucking excited for that movie. Yeah. And I don't and I don't like it. I ha- could it could be bad, I don't know, but like I don't know that it could. That's fucking trailers. <laughs> I'm just like eight years old, like Absolutely. Yes, I want robots to fight monsters. Yeah. I want one of them to pick up a cruise ship and use it like a baseball bat. Right? Yeah. Come <laughs> yeah. on. That Guillermo del Toro knows what he's yeah. doing. I'm fucking yeah. And I, and I I've read a bunch of uh a bunch of reviews of people who who, who have already seen it. Okay. And just say it's so much fucking fun. You're gonna fucking love yeah. this movie. Oh, All man. right. When is it coming out? Is it uh, August? Isn't August? it something man, like that? That's so close. Yeah, it's coming. Good golly. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, uh, on that note, let's get into film roulette. Film Roulette is the weekly segment where the three of us roll a die and the two high rollers get to go see something hopefully good, uh, whatever the biggest release is, and the loser has to go see a piece of shit or whatever just looks like something none of us would want to go sit through at the theater. Uh, but the loser gets to give the two winners a punishment album of his choice, and they have to listen to it for a week. And that's what we do. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Flawless. Uh, <laughs> delightful. Um, so, last week we rolled. Uh, I lost and and I had to go see The Big Wedding because, to my error, I thought Upside Down wasn't playing. I searched it a couple times. Yeah. Yep. And then it was playing, was at, the playing at the Carlton. It, it, yep. And it still will be so when that, you lose that's this come week. Up. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. You'll, don't worry. You'll get to see your Upside Down boyfriend. Um <laughs> So I went and saw the big wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of feel like I dodged a bullet for you. I took a bullet for you guys. Yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah. You guys went and saw Pain and Gain. Yeah, we'll yeah. The new Michael Bay first. movie. So you guys can uh, set it off. Yeah. All right. Well, based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm told by the poster. So, and so you're told by every fifth frame of this movie. <laughs> uh, oh, I've heard about that. Uh, Greg, what did you think? I think there. Is a good movie here somewhere? somewhere. Uh, I think it would be a shorter movie that starts <laughs> at a different point in this story. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. 129 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is long. Uh-huh. Uh, I wouldn't change the cast. Totally happy with the cast. I enjoyed everybody. It's it's uh, Michael Bay is not. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I wouldn't have changed the cast either. No, everyone was great. Yeah. Um, Michael Bay is not the guy to handle this kind of story at. Oh, and this no. is such an interesting story. Yeah, it's that... a crazy story. Yeah, and and so what's the gist then for uh, this listeners? movie? Okay. Fucking sucks. No, for, for the story, <laughs> I was talking about That's like the, the, gist. the, the interesting story? story that you're talking about. The story about. is uh, in the mid '90s. A uh, a bodybuilder, a guy who worked at a gym, was sick of not having a lot of money and fancy boobs. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So he this, guy, this guy's just an idiot. Yeah, they, he just they, uh, he's an idiot with big ambitions and he takes two of his simple-minded uh bodybuilding friends and they kidnap a rich guy and uh, just extort him, take him for everything he has. Okay. Well, basically what they try to do is is they kidnap him and sort of steal his identity. They steal yeah. all of his money and his like house. Th- these are the three stupidest human beings who yeah. have never seen anything like this done before and just make it the fuck up and 
everything goes wrong. I have such a hard time believing that this is a true story. I didn't get a chance to research the actual story all that much, which I wanted to do. I think it's based on some uh, articles that he wrote. It is. Yeah. Um, But, like, the things that happen, like, you can't believe that three people can be this stupid. Mm -hmm. Apparently they were. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. uh, So Mark Wahlberg is the ringleader, and I thought he was really good in it. He was great. Uh, Yeah, he can be really good. Yeah, and The Rock, the Rock was, was so amazing. good. It's a shame so that he was so good in this movie that isn't. It was so uneven. Like I, I had a lot of scenes that I liked. There were things I'd be like, "Hey, I like this," and I'm like, "No, no, no, I don't like this anymore." Yeah. <laughs> no. Stop. Yeah. It, it it's like, it, it's like. He, he has no idea how to tell a story, which it's Michael Bay. I mean, yeah, I yeah. don't want to, you know, kick a retarded horse here, but is, it might is be, that a term? You know, he, he, doesn't have a, um, <laughs> he doesn't have an idea how to tell a story. Like, you know it's, what, though? It's I think the horse would tell the story better. I think it might be his better. best movie. <laughs> really? Again, we're talking about a sliding scale. Yeah, I know. I've but said it I've said it before. The I like the island. This is yeah, a movie. I don't like the island. This is a movie <laughs> where everybody has personal narrative. Every um, single character, and it just comes in sometimes. Like basically, they're like, "Oh shit, how are we gonna? How are they? How's the audience gonna know that this has happened?" Oh, we'll just have voiceover. There's voiceover of everybody throughout this really? entire different thing. characters. Yeah, yeah. Every single character and, like, in has the same their own scene. Voice. Like there'll be Mark Wahlberg is doing something in a scene, and he has a narrative going over top, and then it'll stop, and the Rock's character will suddenly have. An internal monologue what? going. Characters yeah. who die will have a fucking internal monologue. That is fucking weird. It How can so you do weak. that? And, I don't. And, they just said, "Fuck it, we're doing it." Yeah. But yeah. not only that, they um, every once in a while a Chiron will just uh, will just you know, fly across the screen and just and like introduce a, a scene. Like it, it'll be like uh, uh, I'm trying to try, one of them being at, at one point where something. Exceptionally retarded happens. It, the a little Chiron comes up and says, uh, "Remember, this is a true story." Yeah, yeah. Uh, and two hours into the movie, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that you don't sit there and go, "Okay, you've completely lost me." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a hmm. yeah. Again, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I like Ed Harris a lot in it. I like Tony Shalhoub a lot in yeah. it. Yeah, it just is too long, and yeah, it just it. Uh, I think it's so poorly told. Yeah, the, I mean, the, and the their major crimes, the like the murder charges and stuff like that, that kind of is brushed over really? at the yeah. end. It's kind like, of tacked it's, on. It's like the last like 30 they, seconds of the movie. Yeah, they spent way the too much time on... I mean, you, if you start this movie and they've already ripped off Tony Shalhoub, they've already got the house and the money, and you show a little bit of flashback on how they did it and why they're in this position, and now Ed Harris is after them. But they fucking and then, labor and then over... And build it into the murder. Yeah. The double fucking homicide uh, but that these two idiots or three idiots his, pull off. They labor over his life before that, before all this happens, yeah, and it is completely much. unnecessary. Unnecessary. All you have to do is, is set up the character, hey, I live in a shitty apartment and I wish I had more money, yep. yeah, and yeah. I'm an opportunistic douche. Yeah. That's all you need to it's, do. It's, yeah. That's pretty easy to set up, I think, uh, from the sounds of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like Michael Bay. At, at the same no time, though, it's almost, it really is almost worth seeing this movie for The Rock. Yeah. He's so, He's so good in it. fucking good. And when he decides to go after that armored car, uh, oh. see, holy shit. <laughs> That's, but the way, 
I don't Again, I, I want to read about the, the actual true story yeah, and, and the actual events because there are certain things in this thing that, that like, and, and they keep making a point of going, truth is stranger than fiction, um, especially mm-hmm. in this case. Mm-hmm. And, and if these actual real life people did these things, I don't want to spoil something, but <laughs> I'm going to. Uh, Spoiler alert. Yeah. Now you can do it. Uh, at one point, uh, The Rock gets his toe shot off. Okay. And he has it in a little baggy. Baggy. Hey. Boggy. <laughs> <laughs> you should... Re- okay, now go back and pronounce it again like you did earlier on the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so everyone knows what you were referring right. to. He has it in a little baggy. Like a Ziploc? Yeah. yeah. That word's lost all meaning. Um, <laughs> and then... and. And then they're in some other guy's house that the police are eventually going to show up at, and he just gives his toe to a dog. Okay. Uh, and 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 then does it say like he this happened or no? Uh, no, no. Like the, this, never that comes was when up he was again. Oh, pants, okay. But uh, but he, yeah. So he just gives this thing that like his DNA and all of his shit. Like yeah. he's just like here you go, doggy. Have yeah. my toe. Well, he is sort of a dummy. Yeah, and a he's, gone, he's over the deep end at this point. Yeah. You know, he's never mind. <laughs> I'm gonna leave stuff alone. Okay, because some people might still yeah. want to see this movie. Yeah. I probably it's won. not. Look, it's not the worst. Yeah, I I enjoyed a lot of things in this movie. It just, it's just I I wouldn't see it in the theater because it's a long ass sit. Yeah, uh, and it is a really uneven, bumpy ride. Yeah, but the, again, there's some really good stuff. The performances some, are good. Some people show up. Like mm-hmm. this is that's the thing. Like I feel like they make. The movie didn't need to make light of the whole thing because the story itself is so bizarre uh, that they could have just straight on told the story and yeah. it would have just been fucked up enough. But they have people like Ken Jeong comes in and oh, he's man. his wacky, like he as wacky know. as he could Nobody ever knows what be. movie he was supposed to be in. No. Like, that's not. It, but, but it really like, took me out. Rob Corddry was in there and he, like, I, I don't know why he was playing that part. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rebel yeah, Wilson. Yeah, so it sounds like they were really trying to, like, to, make to, it kind of like cross over into the comedy realm or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like Rebel Wilson shows, and I love Rebel Wilson. Yeah. I think she's great, but she shows up just to be Rebel Wilson, like mm-hmm. full on. Yeah. Oh, what a pile. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I don't know. That uh, was big. So wedding. skip it and yeah. maybe go rent yeah, it. If yeah, you know, if yeah. it comes up yeah. on the yeah on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's uh, well, you know, that sucks that you guys had to sit, sit through something that sounded like it was marginally pretty bad. But I, uh, <laughs> I uh, don't at all feel bad for you in the slightest. Well, you shouldn't, because at the very least, we got to see the Star Trek trailer. Yes, yeah, oh, that's true. Um, uh, so I went and saw the Big Wedding. This movie is a, in air quotes, comedy film. Right. Uh, this is directed by some guy who hasn't really made anything else. He's done some screenplay work on stuff like The Bucket List. Ugh. And uh, so this movie stars Robert De Niro, Katherine Heigl, Diane Keaton, Amanda Seyfried, Topher Grace, Ben Barnes, Susan Sarandon, Robin Williams. Fuck. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Stars of the silver screen all over this thing. Uh... And it was the worst fucking movie I've ever had to sit through for the podcast. Uh, maybe tied with uh, That's My Boy. Yeah. And it was as equally as misogynistic, homophobic, and racist as that film as well. <laughs> oh, oh I, I'm so glad that you said that because uh, uh, Pain and Gain is also one of the most homophobic, racist movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. Um, this, okay. Oh, fuck. I don't, do not know where to start with this fucking piece of shit. I hated start, it. Start with the begin- Start with the first scene. I, yes. Oh, yes. my God. Okay. So, the you gist, described the, this on Facebook, and the, I'm like, oh, God. The <laughs> gist of this movie, I'll give you the quick overview to, 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 to uh, like set the scene. Basically, Robert De Niro and Diane Keaton used to be married. Uh, they are separated now. Diane Keaton is showing up for her son's, her adopted son's wedding, and Robert De Niro is now dating Susan Sarandon. Uh, they have a bunch of kids. One of them's adopted. He's the one getting married. I'll get more into that later. Uh, but just to set that, that's just to set the scene. So it's like family reunion movie where there's a wedding and comedy will ensue in air quotes. Um, so. The beginning of the movie is Diane Keaton. She shows up at this house. She's walking around. Nobody's there. And uh, she used to live there, obviously, when she was married to De Niro. So she finds the key that's been left, like, wherever they used to leave it. It's in a little thing. She gets it and opens it up. Goes in. She's walking around. She gets a Snapple out of the fridge. She's just chilling, walking around, looking at things. And she goes into another room. And then Robert De Niro and Susan Sarandon show up. Show they, they arrive home. And they walk in and they start talking about uh, cunnilingus and muff diving and this and that. And you're like, whoa, movie, what? <laughs> and then for Apropos some reason... Of absolutely nothing. You know what I like is that cunnilingus. It's, ba- it's basically like that. She's like, oh, you? And he's like, yeah, well, what about muff diving? And he's just naming off different like names for it. And then oh, uh, then it's like, well, my, why don't we just get it started? And he props Susan Stranded up on the kitchen table, yanks her fucking... And panties down and just is like about to get right in there in her crotch yeah. when Diane Keaton walks <laughs> yeah. in and oh no oh uh, what are you doing and that's the opening of the movie and I was oh like I God. this is movie's only gonna go on from here <laughs> and I'm gonna want to kill myself yeah all of those people in that scene make that sound repugnant yeah yeah me. yeah sometimes the actors in a scene make a sex scene the worst thing that's yeah. ever happened to you they're, and I'm not talking because they're all fairly old now it, just that combination of wrong. actors I know and all centered the around they're all fucking people that have been brilliant in movies before yeah, yeah. and now they're just like oh yeah I'm in the scene where I have to eat her out and somebody walks in Ugh. and I don't want to yeah, yeah. it's fucking hilarious One fucking time. Justin Zackham you asshole <laughs> Fuck you, director. I, I understand your pain because one time I fell asleep with the TV on, 
And then I woke up in the middle of a movie, and I woke up into this scene where oh, yeah. De- Dennis Farina was fingering Helen Hunt. <laughs> I don't think a more repugnant sentence has yeah. ever been said. Let alone the actual fucking, scene. I, that like, shot. Ah! And that's shocking to the oh, wake up because you're, you're groggy. It's <laughs> like, who are you? No! Dude, get your hand out of there! Uh, okay, so the rest of the plot of this movie is that their adopted son is getting married and his biological mother is coming to the wedding, who is a Catholic from Colombia. And he is not, she hasn't been told that uh, her son's adoptive parents are getting divorced. And so he thinks, like, she's going to be so against the fact that they're divorced. So Robert De Niro and Diane Keaton, you guys are going to have to pretend to be married still uh, for this weekend. And Susan Sarandon is going to have to go off and do something else. And this is, like, not even... Three's company movie? And and this is what the movie is being sold upon. But every character in this movie has their own subplot that is equally as fucking stupid and predictable as the next. And every time one of these characters is introduced, you... It, I, it's the most I've ever seen this happen. Like you, when the character is introduced in a film, you're like, "Oh, well, that's how uh, his story's going to wrap up," because they just told me the plot point right. kind of thing. I've never seen it happen so many times in the quick succession. Topher Grace shows up. He's a doctor. Uh, he's a 29 year old virgin. All the doctors at the place that he works are all fucking hot for him. And uh, the adopted mother shows up, and she has a daughter. So. And she's like super hot foreign girl, and then it's just basically like, oh yeah, Topher Grace and this girl are gonna have their own like romantic subplot, which is pretty weird too, because <laughs> it's his adopted brother's sister, yeah. and he's getting married. Uh, so, and then so yeah, he shows up, and you're like, okay, for 39, 29 year old virgin, this is what's gonna happen. Um, Catherine Heigl shows up. First thing that happens is she sees some babies and she faints. And she uh, reveals that, like, she can't have a baby or something. And you're like, oh, by the end of this movie, she's going to be fucking pregnant. Right. Absolutely. Because <laughs> she pukes on Robert De Niro, like, right away. And right. they're like, I don't know what's Did wrong with her. Did you see the opening scene? Is that yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> she was standing over there in the corner. Uh, I just <laughs> had this mental image. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so all these fucking subplots are so stupid. I've never seen so many subplots in a movie. It's the worst. Um, Amanda Seyfried, her parents are, like, these weird characters that you're supposed to hate because they're, like, kind of racist. But they're only well, not kind of. Sorry, they're like really racist. But they're <laughs> but they're only like marginally more racist than everyone else than in the movie. Else. So it's like you're supposed to be like they're so shocked about the racism, and I'm like you're treating the woman from Colombia like a punchline every time she's in a scene. Yeah, they're like these characters are like punished and like punchlines in every scene. You're like you're just as racist. It's so fucking terrible. Um, and then so at the end of the movie here, what the. Um, Amanda Seyfried's parents that I was just talking about, um, her mother is revealed to be, like, I don't know if that she's revealed to be bisexual or a lesbian. They refer to her as a part-time lesbian. And it's revealed as, like, this gag, like, this character that we've hated the whole movie is now also, like, attracted to this woman. Isn't that funny? That's a punchline. It's, like, really offensive. Yeah, why is that a punchline? It's not. It's not. <laughs> um so I'm trying to think of other fucked up things that happen in this movie. You know uh, obviously, Robert De Niro and Diane, Diane Keaton end up having sex uh, when they're performing this ruse of uh, pretending to be married. Right. Um, everybody reveals that everybody has cheated on everyone else because Robert De Niro and Diane Keaton, their wedding, their marriage broke up because Robert De Niro cheated on her. But then later, it's revealed that Diane Keaton cheated on him first with uh, Amanda Seyfried's dad. 
And then so that's why the whole lesbian Ugh. thing comes out because then they're like, we well, guess we'll have to even it up. And the mom, the Amanda Seyfried's mom's like, I want her or whatever. She's <laughs> like, oh, oh, punchline. Uh, what the fuck movie is <laughs> yes. this? And this doesn't sound like a movie like. Uh, the entire cast, it does not sound like a movie that these people would be in except for Robin Williams. Yeah. yeah. This sounds dead Robin- fucking <laughs> yeah. on for him. Yeah. And um, uh, man, uh, Catherine Heigl has this, like, uh, ex that she – well, not ex. She's, like, in a relationship with this guy, and she's come to the wedding and kind of said, like, we're not together anymore or whatever because, like – I have a baby and I'm running away from this relationship because, like, I, it's not very good right now. And, like, we fight all the time. And I don't think I want to be, uh, have a kid with this guy because he's said some really horrible things. They make it a point a bunch of times to have her say, The things he said to me are were so horrible. And you're like, Wow, shitty. Like, you need to get out of that relationship. Right. But at the end of the movie, uh, Robert De Niro calls the guy and has him come show up at the wedding because the whole movie she's worried if he's going to show up or not. And then uh, she reveals to him that they're going to have a baby, and then they're kind of like, oh, we'll work it out. So basically, she like has a baby in this pseudo-possibly abusive relationship. Verbally abusive, <laughs> anyway. They've made points for it, but having this baby is going to make it work. What kind of a fucking message is that? Yeah, that's messed Having babies up. saves relationships, yeah. dumb-dumb. Come on. Everybody knows that. Yeah. It is. And, and the whole movie purports to have, like, heart. Like, the whole movie is about, like, all the different kinds of love that you feel in, in family and in relationships and how we're all messed up, but we all love each other and stuff. And it's just like, you haven't earned any of that message. Like, right. you have not shown to me anything that makes me think that you are, like, sincere about being about family. Yeah. It's fucked. And it's not funny. There's nothing like I didn't chuckle once. This movie elicited no emotion other than pure hatred for me. <laughs> it was the worst. It was the fucking worst. <laughs> well, that that is awesome. If you didn't if you didn't get a chance to meet your upside down boyfriend, I'm glad that you went to this big wedding. It was <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um and it was based on a uh, a French film. It's a remake. Really? Yes. Really. Which is weird, and I kind of that actually doesn't surprise me now that I, I hear the whole plot and and, and all I of feel these characters. Like that sounds, sounds French to you. <laughs> it sounds very European to yeah. me. Yes. And yeah, it's just like oh, like the 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 racial undercurrent, like mm. the racism in here is so so weird because the uh, the Topher Grace virgin with the uh, adopted brother's sister is so weird because she shows up and she's like she like is so attracted to him she gives him a fucking hand job under a what? family dinner table because that wasn't tired when we dinner? saw it in fucking wedding crashers when it wasn't funny a million years ago yeah you right. might as well do it again fucking movie so like she's like all like the hot oversexed foreigner that like they're gonna bang and that's what like she's an object to him or whatever and then and then Diane Keaton tells her not to sleep with Topher, Gra- Topher Grace, and she becomes this, like, hassle to Topher Grace, where it's like, this woman just won't fuck me. I have to, like, treat her nice, like a nice human, and cook her breakfast and make her ro- get her roses and stuff. And it's like... What this, a this, bitch. I know. <laughs> it's like this big laborious thing for him where he's like, oh, why won't you just fuck me like a woman is supposed to? Wait, he wants to have sex? Like, yeah. I don't understand the whole 29-year-old virgin thing. He's like told himself he was going to save himself for marriage but uh, now as he's 29 is realizing he shouldn't all right and then so yeah but they end up together too and she and and because like yeah you're a woman you might as well like be what you're supposed to be in this relationship so let's throw weird gender roles that are negative so into it he's not gonna have sex because he's waiting for marriage or, or love or something, something. oh 
I'm like, well, I waited 29 years. Yeah. I might as well throw that, that out the window along yeah. with my scruples and morals. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. this girl fucking <laughs> gave me a hand job under the table where I was looking my parents in the eye. Yeah. Diane Keaton so runs over hot. it. Yeah. Diane, <laughs> Diane Keaton runs over and pulls her hand away. Uh-huh. What? Oh, they wait, figure what? it out? Yeah, Diane Keaton comes over and she sees like a napkin in his lap, like bouncing up and down. And she's like, "Whoa, I never get out of here. We are having a talk." And then she goes, has a talk with her, and tells her not to do it, not to give handies at yeah. the table during dinner. Yeah. Uh, All well, right. It's never too late to learn that lesson, but yeah. Uh, for those of you who are, who are counting, that's two uncomfortable handjob scenes uh, that we've uh, come across. I believe the first one was uh, Bill Murray getting an uncomfortable yeah. handjob yep. in a car, um, and that's also this is the other movie. Like, because I had to go, I had to see stand-up guys, and that was Al Pacino getting uh, oh, yeah. some some no. boner-related humor into his fine filmography. Right. So I sat through this, and it yeah. was the worst I, thing that you know, ever. I watched a bit of that show, Girls. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of uh, jerking off in that show. Yeah. And the worst part about it is the, they add the noise. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. a lot of like, like... No, don't make the noise. <laughs> <laughs> great show, though. It is. It's a, uh, I don't know if it's great. I love it. Uh, I've never seen it because I, I've decided not to. You should. I don't and like any of the supporting cast at all. I hate them all. Oh yeah, they're not. They're not. They're not great people. No, <laughs> they're not supposed to. I be. don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just um, don't know. And all the gross hand uh, masturbating is. It's a part of life. <laughs> is it? Did you just call it? Did you just call it hand masturbating? <laughs> I was gonna call it hand jobs, but I'm like, no, it's just one dude with himself. Uh, so you guys never use your feet. On <laughs> <laughs> myself. Uh, can, can you guys leave for five minutes? <laughs> I just want to test something out. Oh, Um, man. Yep, so that happened, and it was the worst thing ever. Yeah. Um, I'm glad. You guys had to listen to Steven Seagal play some sweet blues licks. Songs from the... Well, not just blues licks. No? No. No. (laughs) He's a very ethnic man. Songs from the Crystal Cave. From the Crystal Cave. 2004 songs from the Crystal Cave. I listened to a bunch of this when it came out because I was just so fucking shocked that it it existed mm-hmm. uh, and had myself a good laugh. But at the same time, I when I particularly the track one and the single that uh, what the girl, one? it's all right. That's the one. Um, I was really excited to hear it, and then I was kind of bummed because I'm like, well, this isn't really hilarious. This is just sort of like a bad Eric Clapton song. Yeah, uh, and his voice isn't terrible. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's just fine. I, but it's funny when I hear this song and then I turn it off. I have uh, uh, "Save the World" by Eric Clapton in my head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, or "Change the World." That's what it's called. This is a this is a man, Stephen Scott. This is a man who has heard two musicians in his life: uh, Eric Clapton and Paul Simon. That is the those are the only I, two I things. I would uh, suggest that perhaps he's heard uh, Shaggy. Oh, oh, oh there is a there is. I'm not sure oh, who no. who the guest vocalist is, and I forget which song it is. I is think it it's, War? Oh, I know. No, it's I think it's Strut. Is it Strut? Has a whole lot of reggae weirdness. No, no, no. On. That's not the one. My I think God. It's, no, I think it's uh, Lollipop. Lollipop. No, also Lollipop has is, some weird. That's the Paul Simon version of an of it of the song Lollipop. Mm. Okay, that's there's one, two, three, four, five songs that have a featuring credit. That's My God, Lollipop, Jealousy. There's a feature on Strut. Or Strut featuring Lady Saw. 
then then that's the one it is because that's the one where I assume that she's a black that she's black. Yeah. Um. So she's talking. And then he starts talking to her like a black girl. Like he, like <laughs> really? the inflection in his voice, he kind of sounds like he's yeah. trying to sound like her. And um, I'm like, this must be racist. Yeah, I was shocked at how long this album is, dude. 14 tracks. Yeah, two fucking I long. have some lyrics here I would like to discuss. Oh, good. <laughs> I love that. Um, I want to hear it. From the song Don't You Cry. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is like the second track or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. Okay. That uh, move. That uh, according to Wikipedia, that was uh, featured in the film Into the Sun. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> well, here's this little run of lyrics I would like to mention. Okay. Uh, I'll be in your ocean. I'll live in the sky. I'll be here forever. Don't you cry. There's no separation between you and I. I'll be here forever. Don't you cry. I'll never die. <laughs> <laughs> What? Yeah. <laughs> Is he a Highlander all of a sudden? Well, he does talk about his Buddhist lifestyle an awful lot on this record, mm-hmm. so maybe that has to do... With- I guess so, but I found that just like, I don't know, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I think you might. You probably will. I we think all I've, seen, I've seen how fat you've got. Yeah. I feel like you might yeah. die. And then that song Strut, yeah. which has uh, some reggae action going on, uh, there's the line, me... <laughs> Can't even start it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're building it up. All right, look, it's me want the punani. See, uh, see for make nice. She want the buddy. Him want the punani, and me know it nice. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> what? When the girls start to strut, you could look at her butt. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> he got real bored, and he was like, "I got my microwave popcorn's going off. I need to finish this rhyme." Yeah. She's a slut. Look at her butt. Uh, don't do that. Don't. <laughs> what rhymes with butt? <laughs> don't do that. Uh, I, uh, that I don't know what. Uh, album. Oh yeah, and. Think about uh, uh, think about just that because her clothes are just as pretty. They're not just to cover her kitty. Oh no! Ah, oh. Jesus Christ! Steven, no! I don't even think I noticed those <laughs> lyrics. Well, it's all in a jumble of like him putting on a weird yeah. reggae you voice and now. yeah. Oh yeah, there's a lot of like the reggae, and then like a lot of like very Indian, uh, uh, like Indian uh, sounding like vocals, like throughout. Yeah, yeah. Then, in he, yeah, then he goes. That they don't need to be. Oh, so weird. It, it, this is the a fucking weird album, and so generic. <laughs> and uh, there was one. Oh, there's one song where like ugh, this is so douchey. Where it's like the the chorus is like, "My God is better than your God," and the whole thing is about how he's a Buddhist. And his religion is better than all that. <laughs> like he's like going, you guys are all like, my God is better than your God. Well, I'm Buddhist, and I'm you know I- I'm above all that. I'm like, well, you're doing the same fucking thing, then you idiot. <laughs> uh, I gross so human how being. What, this, like how what? painful was was it painful it's at all? It's really long. Is okay, the thing. yeah, it's too long. I mean, it's funny, but it's funny. Like, yeah, I wanted it to be pretty funny. Stu- it, I don't want to listen was... to it anymore. No, yeah. or again or ever. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I've listened to worse because mm-hmm. this was just so like, wow, he's yeah, he's gonna do a reggae song, yeah, yeah. an Indian song, and yeah. another Eric Clapton song. <laughs> it's just so. Was but it the strut? I, I got to go back on that. Yeah, struts the. Uh, 
I gotta go back and listen Unani to that because I don't remember any any of that <laughs> fucking yeah. horrible, weird <laughs> vagina euphemism. <laughs> Uh, we'll p- when this episode drops, maybe we'll put it on the Facebook page for yeah, all yeah, to hear. That's a good Straight idea. up there for everybody. Um, yeah. Well, uh, so I get to give you guys another album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as usual, I racked my brain. I was like, should mm-hmm. I switch back to a good one that I want to talk about? Or am I going to give them something bad? And then I was kind of looking through. I was kind of hoping that something was going to come out today. Uh, or sorry, yesterday, if you're listening to this on Wednesday. Like Tuesday, I was thinking... Something's going to drop, and it'll be like the new Limp Biscuit or something that I can be like, yep, topical, new, terrible album to, to mm-hmm. do. Uh, and, and, and that's not going to happen, but it, this is a new album, a fairly new album. Uh, this is an album by somebody who, I guess, decided that he wanted more of the spotlight and left his group that he's famous for being in. His name is Will I Am, and his album is Hashtag Willpower. Oh, oh my God. Uh, because... If you thought one of the Black Eyed Peas would, uh, well, if you thought you wanted to hear more of just one of them, <sighs> he made his own album, uh, and uh, the title of it is a fucking hashtag. Yeah, <laughs> that is fucking amazing. And um, you know, I thought, man, you know, this will get you guys up on some relevant cultural pop music. You know, uh, yeah. maybe you'll get some dance, get your dance on. Yeah, this is gonna fucking d- rocket me hit, right into the zeitgeist. Hit this the, one, uh, <laughs> just get the dance floor up. You know, beat that beat up. Uh, uh, l- let me ask you this, because you you mentioned before we started recording yes. that uh, uh, that the the punishment album was pseudo. Uh, um, inspired, inspired by, uh, by, the by Nick show. Kroll show. Nick, uh, Kroll Nick Kroll's show. There, mm. there is a sketch on Nick Kroll's, uh, which is the Kroll show. Amazing. There is a sketch where a uh, where a rapper that is is clearly modeled after Will I Am. Um, well, all three it, it, of like, them, like yeah, it, like charts their like their career or whatever, and it's like so basically the the sketch starts where they're doing this like revolution like stand up against the man video, and yeah. they get they get like taken under the wing by Tim Heidecker and turned awesome. in and just kind of was like here's the girl in the band now now you're singing these like nursery rhyme and they pop immediately, songs. <laughs> it's like basically they go from from shooting a video about their conscious hip hop song straight on stage to to, to singing this song about cell phone mobile plans. contracts <laughs> yeah it's, it's like the same song but they've just like replaced like fight back against your mobile contract yeah. and then by the end of the sketch they're doing like a like a song about like pooping for like <laughs> for, children. for children yeah <laughs> amazing it's uh, yeah yeah, if you haven't watched Crawl Show yet, fucking check it out. It's so funny. Yeah. So you have fun with that. Thank I you. I hope you, you just dance dance your way through the week. I feel like I probably will. You guys are probably going to shake it up. Yes. I'm going to start doing some... Oh, I just dance realized moves. I don't know any of the drugs <laughs> the kids do now. <laughs> Ecstasy. <laughs> Molly. Is that a thing? Yep. Uh, All right. MDMA. All right. So yeah, now we're going to roll. <laughs> Big roll this week. Big roll this Big week. Big fucking roll. We are roll. rolling for Iron Man 3. Yes. Iron Man 3 versus what Ups- I assume. Upside down boyfriend. Will be upside down boyfriend. boyfriend. <laughs> um, yeah. And if, if upside down boyfriend leaves because it's been out a little while, it's I hope it be won't. There. It'll be there. It's yeah. So it's at the Carlton. They don't let movies We'll go figure out. Well, that's the thing. Whoever, that just whoever gets upside down boyfriend has to go now. <laughs> has to go tonight. <laughs> All right. All so right. we're going to roll. We're all excited to see Iron Man. Oh God, Casey's rolling. I keep yeah, I haven't God. been this nervous for a roll in a long no, time. So no, no, really that, want to see Iron Man. man three. Yeah. Yeah. apparently it's just great. Ben Kingsley is apparently. Uh, ah, roll the six. six. I got a nice yeah, six. I got a nice right. six. Yep. I'm rolling. Mm-hmm. 
Six? Oh, no. Oh, god damn it. Yeah, yeah. Upside down, boyfriend. He rolled a oh. two. Greg rolled a two. God. Greg, don't you fall in love with that boyfriend. Don't you fall in don't love, you with, fall that in love with that upside, upside down, down boyfriend, boyfriend. Greg. Oh. Don't you fall in love with him, Greg. You know why? Oh. Because he's Gorman's. He is Gorman's he's boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> that boy is mine. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so happy. Yeah. Let, me, let me give you a little high five. There you go. We that fucked was a up. terrible high five. We fucked the high five up. We are I was too excited. Lame. Oh. Um... Yeah, and I will say this, uh, sitting through the big wedding and having seen the trailer for Upside Down Boyfriend, um, there is no way that it's as bad as the big wedding. And I and watching that trailer, there is one thing in the trailer where I was like, that's kind of cool. That's more than I got out of all of the big, of the big wedding. wedding. There's a shot, I mean, it's a fucking stupid trailer for Upside Down Boyfriend. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's a shot where like he's got to wear these, these weights so that he can stay in her world because this is the dumbest movie ever. Yeah. And he like... Jumps into the water on her world, and the weights come out, which is dumb. But then he, like, shoots into the air, and, like, the camera, like, swirls around, and, like, he lands in, like, his world or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah? yeah? You know what? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, son Fantastic. of a fucking I'm just... We always talk about how bad Dan Gorman is at role. I'm really good. Let's no, but you had good I am. You had a right. good streak though. You like you got it out of the way early, didn't you? Yeah, you had, I had like I had a long streak. I think for the first like five to ten episodes or something, you had like <laughs> almost all rolled bad. Yeah, I did. I got it you all saw you were the way. first that had to go see Tyler Perry. Yep, mm-hmm. that's true. Well, well, I'm really happy. <laughs> well, I'm gonna too. go home. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what to get ready to go see upside yeah. down boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's uh, let's get into Hero Swap, the final round of round two. Hero Swap Cage Hero Match Swap. is our Hero weekly Swap segment Cage where we pit two action characters against each other in a fight to the death. We started with sixty-four, and we will end with one. This is the last match. Yeah, of, uh, last match of this round. Of round two. This is exciting. Um, and uh, difficult difficult match to talk about here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, Beck, as portrayed by The Rock in the rundown, mm-hmm. underrated action movie. And uh, Ash, Ashley J. Williams of the uh, Evil Dead franchise. Yeah. Yep. That's uh, so now he does not come equipped with chainsaw hand. We established this last time right. around. Okay. Uh, so we'll see where, where they are. <clears throat> Thunderdome. Oh, we were hoping for Thunderdome. We were, yeah, because, there, because is there is a, a fucking chainsaw, chainsaw in the Thunderdome. In Thunderdome. Okay, good. Oh, okay. man. Ash, things are okay. looking good. Let's see what uh, Beck has as a weapon. He's got four. That is, let's see, nothing. Whistle. Spiky bat. That is sp- uh, spear with a blade on the end of it. Wait, who has that? Beck. Okay. Ash has two. The whistle. (laughs) Come on. Oh, fuck. All right. (laughs) I don't like where this is going. This this has gone into a very terrible place. Mm. Yeah. Um, So there are no other weapons in, uh, in, other than the rubber things that they can bounce around on. No, they just, they have to have those. uh, Yeah, yeah. Those are the rules. We can't change them because we love Ash. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. <clears throat> um, and now, uh, even so, even with the chainsaw, he's at a yeah. He's got an imposing the, figure here. Totally, yeah. and I feel like at the way Ash is like emotionally as a character, um, I feel like he he's another one of those characters who isn't gonna go crazy 
like off the bat, you know. He needs to be no, provoked. No, he's going to get his ass kicked for a while first. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and because like we're not dealing with what he's used to dealing with, which is demons. So yeah. like you usually he d- starts doing damage in those movies once he's been taken down a couple pegs by some demons. And the mm-hmm. thing is, I mean, we're we're talking about demons with superhuman strength yes. here. Demons that True. can punch you across a, a, a across a room and shit. Yeah. True. Um but but he's still the a way lanky... he defeats them is generally with a weapon. Yeah, generally Axe with or a, chainsaw. a chainsaw. Yeah, knife uh, or whatever. He he never really goes hand to hand with anyone. Um, um, oh wait, well I mean I, I'm thinking specifically Evil Dead Two for some yeah. reason. Yeah. Um, well, I Army think of he... Darkness. He still he's got the shotgun. Yeah, he's, he's got, got the shotgun. The... He's got his metal hand. Yeah, <clears> yeah. <throat> now I mean maybe this will work uh, for this for Ash. He is known. To take a beating. Oh yeah, absolutely. A like, severe beating. Severely, yeah. Yeah. So, so he can definitely hang around. Yeah. In this. Yeah, fight. but at the same time, I mean, is if Beck is just going in for the kill, he's got a, a spear with a fucking knife on on the end of it. Like, That's true. He's got a big pointy weapon, and and uh, like most of the the beatings that Ash <clears> endures <throat> are just you know being punched across a room or his hand gets I'm going to go with I'll, I'll pull reference from uh, Army of Darkness all right when they throw him into the pit yes when they think he's oh, one of yeah, Henry's that is hand yeah. to hand that is hand to hand with the closing walls with the but spikes but he finishes the r- strange finishes. one yeah he gets yeah, his chainsaw, gets his chainsaw, chainsaw yeah. but I will say that using his belt which I will allow and the you know whatever he wants I don't uh, sorry he's sorry. on the, he's on this bouncy things yeah he doesn't you know but I'm just saying if he wants to use his belt he can uh, Let's say he uses one of the He's going to be elastics. able to evade and uh sure. I I think he can survive the uh spear with a knife on the end of it. I think that we can uh, we'll get that out of uh You think he's going to knock it out? I think he's got hero luck. Yeah. Particularly in Army of Darkness, he has hero luck. Right. So mm. I think he can get the spear out of uh Beck's hands and put this into Man to man, right? And so I mean, he still got the whistle. Yeah. Now, <laughs> good. He, he does. You're right. I think you're right. In in Army of Darkness, he does probably do the most hand to hand style fighting because yeah. there is like the whole ending with all of the skeletons. That's a lot of like. Mm-hmm. I think he has a sword though, doesn't he? Oh yeah. Or something. But yeah, that's yeah. a lot of kind of like hand to hand ish combat. And sure. there is a lot of wacky three stooges yes. action. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um. I think you're right. I think I think that is what happens. But I do kind of, you know, I feel like we're all just putting off the inevitable, where eventually a giant he gets his man fucking is going to fucking beat him into the ground. Yeah, yeah. And he's a very capable yeah. giant man. Yeah, in this yeah. Movie. yeah, yeah. I mean, just uh, if you've never seen the rundown, just watch the opening scene in the club. Oh my god, these uh, record players <laughs> and fucking. Well, then you'll watch that and be like, shit, I gotta watch this movie. Watch this movie because it's a great. Uh, yeah, and I mean, there's a bunch of great fights. He does a bunch of really, yeah. really cool shit in this movie. Uh, and he has great. Like, he's good at hand to hand. He's good at with shotguns. He's good. At, he has great tra- trajectory. He can throw things really nicely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's just a totally. matter of time. He's just gonna get his hand on part of. Yeah. Ash is finally gonna get a grip on him, like an ankle or something like that, and then. I think he's just going to, like, smash him. Like, I think he gets him by the ankle and just kind of smashes him. Like against Bam Bam the, style? Yeah. yeah. Like against, against those steel bars yeah. of Thunderdome. Yeah. And maybe ending on a nice... 
hanging him up on a spike. Oh, yeah, it's man. A, it's a sad day, but I'm, I'm super I'm a sad. I'm, I am like, it's not how much we love the movie. It's the reality of what these yeah. people yeah. do to each yeah. other. What can we do? And he lasted. Hey, we killed yeah. Han Solo. You know, we were. Yeah, we did. It's a heartless game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he got to round two. Yep. That's no uh no shame in that game. <clears throat> no, uh, no, he died a hero. Yeah. Yeah, shit. So uh yeah, round three will start next week. Is it how many rounds is there? Four or three? It will be well, yeah, no no no. This is not the final round. Okay. It's gonna be a number of rounds because there's so many. <laughs> Yeah, there's still a fuckload of people to deal with. Yeah, so uh, what do we got? Let's see here. To start us off next week, we will have... Fuck it, we got a crazy fight. Uh Uh, Starting with the man we just talked about. uh, Because he bounces up. So uh, Beck will be going up against John McClane. Oh. That's another fucking nail-biter right there. That's a hell of a thing, I tell you what. Yeah. Okay. Um, we will t- discuss it in the uh, off week here. Uh, maybe making some changes to uh, the locations of yes, these matches yeah. for round three. I think we should. I totally. Did we did that between one and two. We should do that for three. I think yeah. so. Uh, yeah. Brennan Galt had a, a good suggestion that I'm going to, I think we're going to roll with. So we'll, we'll reveal that next week. Great. Maybe I'm there'll excited. be some home uh, field advantage for one of these characters. Uh oh. Oh my God. I'm excited. Yep. All right. Um, sweet. Well, that's mm-hmm. the end of the episode. Can, can we stop hugging us? now? Because my arms are tired. <laughs> Never. <Nope. laughs> can uh, we eat while we do this thing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll get Please some pizza. Please feed me. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash synwpc or twitter.com slash synwpc or go to modernspear.com. All of our shows are going on there right now. Lonely Nights with Bruce Douglas started up again. We're two episodes in. You're going to want to go listen to that. Faculty of Horrors recording a new episode that's going to be coming out soon. It's going to be awesome. And uh, Time Bandits. Mm-hmm. Fucking right. More <laughs> us. Fucking right. Fucking right, you yeah, guys. Yeah. Uh, so oh, do all that. Man. Listen to them. Come see Secret Screening Room with us on yes. Tuesday, next Tuesday. Cause, do it. Yeah. It'll be good. Fucking that's do it. it. Do it. That's it. That's yeah. It. That's all she wrote. Let's okay. get the motherfucker All right. out of here. I we go. will Let's get out of here. See you next Wednesday. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.